Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. And we're live. Finally. Episode 12. Post shift sector Hondo Carnage. Uh, we always say Carnage. It was Carnage because we didn't go. We did not go. Therefore, we did not break. We pre-broke. What have you boys been up to? I've been scheming to go faster. I tell you what, after looking at some of the results of uh, Hondo, me not being there, I allowed some peasants to win oh. manual class. Peasants. Ooh. Ooh, strong words. <laughs> strong word for a guy whose car doesn't run doesn't run <laughs> yeah this uh let me see here we have um the winners in the manual class a viper won one day blake weaver with a 197 197 miles an hour sounds like about my speed uh, and then uh then we have a uh, z06 bobby bobby weege 15. yeah he's been out a bunch of times before yeah uh, he, he's he won the next day with a 194. That's the fastest I've ever seen him go. So Bobby, Blake, you're welcome. Yeah, but you know what's weird is when I, I saw one of their live feeds or something on Instagram or somewhere where they had a tailwind. What? One, like when they, when they were setting up. And I thought, these speeds do not seem tailwind speeds to me. Tailwindish. Well, tailwind-ish. keep in mind, Hondo is kind of dusty, right? It was. I was surprised how dusty it was. The, the, the video power. see him kicking it up. Congratulations to David with Dallas Performance. Running what? 223? What was Two, it? 226, I thought. 26? Well, no, yeah, was. that's indicative. But that's not his big power car, right? That was the Performante with the stock motor? Yeah, they did a Performante. They do a, uh, a bolt-on 100% reversible fuel kit for the Performante. Mm-hmm. And it makes some ridiculous number of uh, of horsepower, twelve hundred or something, on the stock motor with just a quick little bolt-on deal, and it it was fast. Twelve hundred, that that doesn't seem like enough to go to twenty six. Or was that's it the like, STO? It might. It, actually, I think it's an STO. That's that's awesome. <clears throat> what else? Well, well, okay, so Taylor, say say you would have been there. What did the ethanol class? Well, so the for, day one, David was in the ethanol class. Okay. So, I mean, I it's it's one of those technicality things, right? Like you can see in the last race in the finals, he raced a uh and I, I don't even know what car it was, but it it was a guy Garland was his name, and David obviously led off cuz David only ran like a 151 in the finals, and mm. Garland ran a 174.96 in Ooh. the ethan that was the winner for the ethanol class. Oh, wow. Which can usually be upwards of 220. Yeah, yeah and then of course. And then day two, it was like there were, it's like there was just less showing in Hondo than I expected. Uh, and then day two, it was Rodriguez. Is that, is that who, who won? Um, they didn't even make it to a finals. We're talking he, about, he ran a 163. Ethanol. We're talking yeah, ethanol. they only had one car so in the semi, so he was the, the default yeah, winner. I'm trying, I'm trying to look at it again. I keep forgetting. I've got a Corrado with a ZL1. 
as a Camaro. He got five points total. Not sure if he won one day or not. Because David in what in the ethanol? Yeah, this is the ethanol. This is the, the, the this is in the points here. I want to say that the guy who won at the one seventy four. I want to say that is that was a Camaro. Uh, Hugo Segura yeah. got three points. Yeah, and a Camaro won at the first day and a GT five hundred the second day. Okay, so okay, so even my car in its current state should have easily taken both those days. Yeah. Oh. Dan, where would you have been? Manual? I don't know. I might have I might have jumped over to the ethanol class with the way that was going so that Taylor could run all-wheel drive, I'd run ethanol, you'd run manual. Oh, but yeah. we're also this year is kind of different because they're doing the points uh system yeah. throughout all the races. So Yeah. Uh, there was an 1800 horsepower uh GTR that got 5 points, so he must have won one day. And then Tim Hopkins in an orange orange R8 1700 horsepower got yeah, and and had I run the all-wheel drive class, I I don't think I would have. I maybe would have taken second in one of those days, maybe if my car was running, doing the things, doing the things, which it's starting to do the things. Yeah, yeah. So what do we take away from uh, from missing Honda? We we should have gone, and it, it it was it was good advice to go. I think the issue was that uh, it was so close to Texas 2K that that one week uh, isn't enough time to re rack and go to a second race for everybody that was there mm -hmm. and of course, you know we were all in our own uh, you know mire of issues trying to get our stuff ready so uh yeah kind of disappointing yeah it is it is i didn't put the two and two together with texas 2k because honda's always been a pretty well attended event uh the last two years but but that makes sense yeah i don't know what changed this year i mean i honda's always close to tx 2k or at least there's yeah, always a shift sector. They all kind of run it, together for me. It wasn't one, one week because I remember last year yeah. it was it was like the beginning of April, like April 2nd to the 4th or something last year. So there's a couple weeks between 2K and Hondo. Yeah, 2K and, and Texas Mile are always within a week of each other, it seems like. So you had the Texas Mile and Hondo at the same time. So that, who knows, may have killed killed it a Maybe. little bit. I don't know. I'm thinking Abilene's going to be the big shift sector this year. Well, think about it. It's the finale, right? So people are going to try to go out. If they're, you know, eight points away from winning it, they might say, oh. They might try, yeah. Try it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's actually kind of cool because he's, he's offering a cash prize for winning those classes. So you get, you know, X number of points for, you know, first, second, third place finish. At yeah. every race at you know and every day so you know you get points on saturday you get points on sunday in uh, in indy you can get points on all three days i guess yeah indy's going to be a bonus because if you missed hondo and do indy you kind of make up for half of what you missed yeah well i am officially getting my car ready for streetcar takeover in dallas utilizing our new uh race notification system oh we've renamed it well i just did notification system <laughs> notifying and vendors <laughs> Oh, that system. I got you. Right, right. You know, I actually talked to Steve today about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he's well, he texted me this morning. He goes, hey, have you heard anything about your car? And I was like, no, I'm I'm being patient and I'm not bothering anyone. So he sent me the video of of my car and I just called him back screaming like a little girl because I was excited about it. But I think I think that open dialogue is is good. So let's see the video. Cue the video. Bing. How, how do I cue it? I don't think Dan might have it. I've, uh, I've got it. I, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to decide which one to show first. Uh, well, so. the one that's 24 seconds is today. And look, this isn't exciting to anybody else except for me. And to me, it's really exciting. Well, we'll start with the, with the older one. Yeah. So the let's set, launching set this yeah. up Taylor. What is this video here? We, okay. So we're doing the launch control one. Okay. So, yeah. so, so what everybody doesn't understand is the nine, nine, and we've said it in past episodes, but the nine, nine, seven, two, 
TCU or TCM or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't communicate like we thought it would. And so we've struggled getting it to work properly with the Cyvex. So I let Wayne take my car and drive it. Just like drive it, drive it, and drive it. He drives it to work and back. He went and picked his kid up at school, whatever. Because we got to figure out how it all communicates. So at all these events, I don't have launch control. I don't even have launch control like the factory's launch control. All I do is slowly step on the gas. And that's been, you know, the the culprit of my three and a half second 60 foot times at shift sector. So uh, Wayne sent me this this uh, little clip showing me some progress that he made. Sport Plus Auto. So it looks like it's launching pretty well. So th this is something you you've haven't seen before, huh? No, no. Wow. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big launch guy because I'm always scared of breaking stuff, right? Okay. But uh, I think even my factory launch control, I did it a total of three or four times, and that was it. But it it's working, and you know, we're it's not like that was full kill mode or anything. But uh, I don't we don't want that anyway. But it yeah, we're launching now. So All right. So hopefully uh, that's an improvement. You have another clip? Yeah. Now now this one is. Uh, one, one issue that we've had is, you know, if, if you're driving an automatic and you're, say you're cruising on the freeway and the freeway inclines a little bit, your transmission downshifts, right? Well, sure. mine does not uh. mine. It psychs you out. It basically the gear, the gear shift selector drops a number and then you get a transmission error and it locks you in whatever gear you started at, which it's difficult to drive in just seventh gear. That's yeah. Because be as far as the car is concerned, it, it downshifted, but then it realizes that it didn't. So yeah, and and all oh, you have to do wrong. to clear the error is you just cycle the key. But you can't start the car. I tried this already. You can't start the car without pushing on the brake. So I was cruising down the road, got a transmission error, shut the car off, and then realized I had to push my foot on the While brake. So I push my foot on the brake. I'm looking in in the rearview mirror, panicking. Because some dude in a, I don't know, a Nissan Altima is catching up to me really quickly. <laughs> Nissan so, Yeah, I just brace for the hit, but I got it started and going. But it's just, um, it's a drivability thing. And here in this clip, we have it downshifts by itself. So it dro it drops down into second from sixth. That's that's good for when the the pesky chargers come up to me on the. This is a breakthrough. I, this I, is I'm a so giant happy. breakthrough, I'm and so happy it's. For you. I mean, it's exciting for me. Okay, it's exciting. We we still have some tweaking to do to it. I know I know Wayne's been hard hard at work with uh, Ryan at Cyvex, and we're. I mean, I I really do appreciate it because this has given me some hope for making it a quote unquote street car also. Mm -hmm. Well, this functionality didn't exist any uh, previously, right? So it, like, Cyvex didn't know how to control the 997.2 TCU. TCU. To my knowledge, that no, they didn't, because it At seems like all the 9972s, the PDKs, have had wonky transmission situations with with Cyvex. So. Yeah, so Wayne put a CAN bus sniffer on it and was watching all of the messaging and decoded the messages that were going back and forth between all the computers in the car and figured out what it was that he had to do. Uh, and I think, um, you know, 
Ryan from Cyvex wrote some custom code to make it happen. Yeah. So I think there's still a little information missing somewhere. I don't. I don't know. This is all above my head. Yeah, I haven't heard but, uh, from uh, Wayne about it, so I, I don't know the exact details either. But uh, I mean, we've seen it happen. So yeah. So this is this is big for me. This is really big. See, we always thought when 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 we were building the car. When I say we, is in Taylor, uh, that you know he was going to be having a large advantage over Todd and I because the the PDK transmission, when it's going down the track, it never even closes the throttle, right? It just, it, the, the transmission is in, let's say it's in first gear on the first shaft. The second shaft is already in second gear. So all it does is, you know, you go wide open throttle, you go through first gear, and then it disengages one clutch while it engages the other one and leaves the throttle open and boom, you're in second gear. And then while you're going through second gear, the first shaft shifts to third and then it does it again and it it transitions the clutches back in the other direction and so you you're literally on the power the whole time uh you get the advantage you know uh, you get the advantages of a automatic torque converter transmission and a manual transmission all in one they're great but uh you know the way taylor's was shifting before he, he wasn't getting that that uh, advantage out of the shifts. So I was it, getting the worst of both worlds. Yes. <laughs> so no, I'm 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 excited. So uh, we'll we'll see. I I've got to think that this translates into something. I think it's four or five miles an hour myself. I think I mean, this translates into you finally realistically reliably running over two hundred now. I think that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. So we'll see. So that's that's my good news uh, since our last episode drop. Well, I have received my third set of turbos. Hey, I'm on the Turbo of the Week Club, by the way. Okay. And uh, the latest and greatest have, um, yeah. So <laughs> so we are now um, Monday, I guess. We're going to do an attempt to install the new Zona turbos and see what third happens. Time's a charm. Yep. So. so do you still have your engine, Todd? Yeah, of course. We still have the engine. So as soon as, as, soon as Steve gets uh, the turbos mounted and knows that, everything fits then we're going to send it back to john no i need to get mine through john before yours shows up i don't know where he is on yours but mine's about to drop on his uh, i would say he'll probably have it before um the middle of april at this at this point so well we've got to make streetcar takeover and when is that that's in may at the end of april that's 27th ish we're, i want to say we're going did you tell john you're going to streetcar takeover i need i need that monkey meme you know the meme where he side eyes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're going to streetcar takeover yes <laughs> yeah i might have messed up though because i told him it was early may i needed it for streetcar takeover uh, or maybe i said april you know i don't even know what did he say when you told him that i've been across several states in the last few days and sleeping very little so who knows yeah, what well, i might say what did him. he say yeah, i'd like to like to hear oh he he texted me back and said okay <laughs> that, was, that oh. was all i got so hey i'll oh. take it <laughs> oh Yes, yeah, so let's get yours back here, and then uh, realistically, it'd be, it'd be great to have mine back by mid-May at the latest, and give me like three weeks to play with it. But what do you think? I mean, it's not that big of a it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, I don't say those words anymore. I mean, he only has to take the entire engine apart; every nut, bolt, and screw comes out of it, so nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> it's just it's just a little thing. It's just... mm. As I'm fond of saying, everything will be fine as long as nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Modding cars is great. I have incredibly exciting news. Oh, yeah? Okay. I got my new airbag. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I know this isn't exciting at first glance, but when you look at it closer, there, there's an old uh, forum post about my car 
on Six Feet Online. And it's it's been there so long that it actually is one of the most viewed threads ever on the site. It's also it, been it, there so long that not a lot of it's relevant to your current build anymore. Yeah, I stopped updating it a while ago. Uh, but what always annoyed me more than anything else is that no matter what you do, you can have a car that makes 5,000 horsepower. But if you post a thread about a steering wheel swap, oh <laughs> my goodness, that is just the most, you know, the steering wheel upgrade is a really big deal because it's your tactile interface to right. the car. It's the biggest upgrade you can make. What what tires should I put on or what oil should I use? Oh, they can talk about oil for they're still talking about oil from yeah. five years ago. All right, what's the name of the thread? Do you remember? Uh, the the one about the steering wheel. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I don't know. I you, all you got to do is go to the nine 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 seven turbo section and and sort by number of views, and it's like right there at the top. Oh okay. <laughs> right above mine. And so I, I got this because my car has that triangular airbag. And after um, after TX2K, when we were looking at the AIM car, you know, the blue one that makes yeah. a gazillion horsepower and was very, very fast. It has that same dash module as mine does, the Motec uh, C127. And it is a little bit problematic in the sense that the way that it mounts, you can't see the entire screen and or the shift function lights at the top of it which are kind of a bummer you put this nice screen in the car and then you mm. you know you can't really see the whole thing but what part the because like the edge of the steering wheel is blocking it mm -hmm. okay. so my, my car has like that extra extra thick leather wrapped steering wheel in it and it's really quite nice but uh what i wanted to do was to swap it to a, a gt2 rs steering wheel and you know I, I refused just on general principle to ever do a steering wheel swap because of the ridiculousness from those threads online about it but now i actually kind of need to swap the wheel and i don't want to go to like you know a, an elon musk you know bat handle kind of thing so uh, i thought oh well you know i have the gt2 rs shifter in the car i'll just or shift boot cover and i'll just do a steering wheel too great so you know Go to uh, good old suncoast.com and try to order it. And it's $2,795 for the wheel. And um, no, I'm, I'm not into that. So I got the airbag separately and I was going to buy a, a standard wheel that, that at least the paint on the on the rim section of it matches and then send it off, have it recovered. There's there's companies that do it and it's it's, uh, you know, indistinguishable. So it's the OEM wheel with, you know, the Alcantara, red Alcantara wrap on it. So poor man's uh, steering wheel upgrade. Don't worry about the idea is to actually be able to see the screen. And I was so excited about it when I saw Joe's. I was like, oh, look, Joe has one that you can actually see. And I took pictures of Joe's mount being all, you know, jealous. And I was going to ask him about it. And then like three days after TX2K, Joe texted me and said, hey, can you send me pictures of your mount and i was like oh no i think we have mount envy going both directions because <laughs> neither of ours is really working hey it's the little wins man we're just having little wins all over the place yep and i ordered fuel pumps for my car i was having trouble with the silly rabbit fuel basket it wasn't filling and so as i was going down the track like after i started making more and more power this season or last season really it was emptying the basket in like fourth fifth gear and i was running out of fuel and i could never figure out a good way to, to do it so i think i'm just going to do what what we're doing in all everybody else's car because my car actually only had one fuel pump it had one single brushless pump with an injector dynamics controller running it and it was you know, driving the jet 
like the the mechanical jet pumps in the in the tank to to fill the basket and then you know i called it one pump to rule them all but <laughs> what we're going to do is take the silly rabbit basket out uh looks like it's that setup is only good for about 1350-ish horsepower and uh, on ethanol and uh, put a stock, you know, twin pump setup in it and feed a surge tank with that brushless. So yeah. I, I didn't have, you know, the only way I was able to get my car to go down the track near the end of this season was to have the tank so full that the fuel level in the tank was above the basket. I remember helping with that. Yeah, it was awful. My hands were so bad. Well, it seems like, like we had to do it with like some kind of jury rigged setup, right? Like, like we yeah. didn't have the right tools and we we're it was like we were doing it all with crescent wrenches or some subpar way we needed steve we cried for steve a lot that day <laughs> yes yes that was that was the t that was the time I, I wished there was a steve in my life for sure it also made me buy a toolkit when i got home that i can take to the track yep i upgraded my tools after that too and then <laughs> haven't used them since but speaking of builds didn't you find a couple that are already done out there todd you know yes a friend of mine named tom has a a, a, a 996 turbo that he and I go way back. He would take, he's from uh, New York. He would come down with his other buddy, Joe, who also had a 996 turbo, and we would compete at TI. And this car was built by Evoms initially. And they were on stock ECUs forever. And then they went to Pro EFI. This was before, you know, before Cyvex was a thing for the for the Porsches, you know. And so um, long story short, it, it ended up at AIM for an upgrade with um a Cyvex and some turbos. And um, he recently received it and he doesn't know if he's going to keep it. So mm. it's a sweet car. 17, I think it's 17,000 mile car. Yeah. Aim, aim made uh, 1224 horsepower on it. So it's dialed, it's sorted. And uh, let's see if I can pull up some pictures. Do we know what kind of turbos it has? Precision turbos. Do you remember the 1320 video where uh, Giddy was racing and they turned his boost up a little bit too high and he shot the turbine wheels out the exhaust and almost hit the 1320 yes. video guy? Yeah. Was that precision turbo? Yeah. Oh, I boy. mean, I've shot turbine wheels out the back before. Zonas. Yeah. Yep. As 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 Robert is fond of saying, uh, you know, I can't beat physics, man. <laughs> you can break them. That guy. But that does mean that I, uh, that I it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy uh, ribbing them every now and then. Of course, we never did find your turbine wheel. No, it's in Indy somewhere. Let me know if you guys see it when you go. Anyway, so I still think you're going. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but at this point, I would say it's probably better to not plan on me. <laughs> I mean, what if we found a way to haul two cars in one trailer and we took your car up there and you flew? Hmm. Crickets. Uh, I, I hadn't thought of that but okay so what day is the birthday august 11th and that's what the middle day of shift is that's a saturday you know what i i don't know because i pretty much just writ the whole thing i wrote it all off so i didn't really keep it to memory i look i'll, I'll we'll we'll see i mean the 11th is friday yeah which is what that's a is that the first day yeah of racing would it be friday saturday sunday i think it is yeah yeah I th i'm thinking friday saturday sunday but it's funny that you mentioned, um, I, I've seen a lot of pretty nice 996s for sale lately. I even spent some time trying to find my old one, but I can't find it. I don't, I don't know what happened to it, but there's, there's one locally that's built. Um, did you post up pictures of that one? Okay, there we oh, go. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, beautiful black interior, OEM GT2 carbon seats. Yeah, it's a pretty car. I mean, it's in great shape. 
obviously it hasn't been driven in like three years. So are those some fixie wheels? Mm, I think I don't know CCX or something. Fourteen thousand miles. Fourteen thousand miles. Wow. Yeah, somebody needs to drive that thing. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he he just puts a 50, big Y pipe. Yeah, literally put fifty fifty thousand into it just recently. It's, it's a fast, it's a fast car. And this is Joe. No, this is Tom. Thomas. This car. is Tom. It's got the Evoms logo on that uh, steering wheel. Yes, Evolution Motorsports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where John Bray came from originally. Right. Yeah, John built this car back way back in the day, probably fourteen or fifteen. So those are the uh, the maps. Wayne, uh, no, not Wayne. Shoot, <laughs> this is an Emery car. But uh, so this is an Emery Tune Cybex car. Six maps. Wow. Mm -hmm. All the power. I think okay. twelve it, on thirty-four psi. I made twelve twenty-four. So yeah, it so, also has the uh, the the aim sticker feature. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> it's that adds value to a car right there. So mm -hmm. Man, I, I still have a special place in my heart for the nine nine sixes. I'd like to have an. I yeah. If I just had hundred and twenty grand laying around, I'd offer just to have another one. That's probably well, you know it's, it's not going to be very long. You know we're not going to be able to get them at all. Hey, put up that other nine nine six that I saw. That's a nice car. There was somebody uh, online saying asking what was available. Yeah, I saw that, but you know how many people do that, and they're just not. I don't yeah. think people are prepared to really buy a. 12 or 1400 horsepower Porsche. It's not for the faint of heart. There's a shop here. It's locally. It's in Dallas. Well, just outside of Dallas. Art of Assembly is the guy that's got it listed. And I think he did a lot of the build, uh, but it's an Evo spec motor. Can you guys see that? Mm -hmm. the, the headlights are somewhat controversial, but that kind of goes along with the 996 territory anyway. But I noticed he's he's got uh, you know a radium surge tank. He's running Zonas, 7169s. What's this right here? Uh, that's just an amp. It, I mean, it has like a full. I think it's a JL audio sound system. Mm. Um, this looks an awful lot like the other car. Yeah, he's got the GT2 bumper. It's got Sparco SPX seats. Those are the same seats that are in my car. I love yep. those seats. Really? I mean, this is a. It seems like it's a pretty well built deal. Um, I think it. What did it? What did it say? It made. Uh, it's got 650 to 1300 wheel horsepower. Cyvex. It does have a lot more miles than the other one, though. It's 75,000 miles. Right, and he wants 118. Yeah, and I, I think it was a little higher when he first started out, like maybe 125, 120, mm. something like that. Who put the car together? I think it's Art of Assembly. It's a guy. His name's Roman. Okay. Yeah, Roman. Uh, I know. I know. He he knows Wayne. I think they've done some. Cyvex work together. Uh, it has a digital dash, flex fuel. I mean, it's got Bill Raider transmission, wave track diff. I mean, it's like it's like a complete build. Yeah. I noticed since we've all been talking about intake manifolds a lot, it does have a GT3 manifold. Oh, and any motor picks? I don't think it had any. Just that uh, Y pipe over yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, that's a good deal too. I mean, goodness gracious, one hundred eighteen thousand dollars. It's it's a lot of money. But if you were to buy this car and, and then try it. to try to get it to where it is now, it would. Come Cost significantly more to do so. Well, just buying a 996 Turbo with 75,000 miles on it, you're starting at what, 60 today? Is it really that high? I would have said like 40 it, or 50, but I, I don't know. No, it's way past 40 or 50 now. I, I don't, uh, somebody else told me they had one for sale. I think they wanted 43 for it. I want to say it's got 95, 100,000 miles on it. I mean, this is, this is going to happen, guys. It's not far off where all of a sudden these cars, you know, when we were kids and, and, uh, you know, like our, our parents, classic cars got super expensive and we looked at them and said at least i did i looked at them and said i can't believe you know a hundred thousand dollars for that car uh you know and if you you know 
put in inflation over 30 years. I mean, these are going to be three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar cars. Some of them. I know it's uh, it's wild. It makes me feel old. Or more, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the 997 in particular is probably going to be one of the most valuable ones. Uh, and the 996 will be right there with it. I, I think 996s have actually grown on me since the 992s have come out, which I mean, the 992s are great cars, but they're, they're starting to get so far away from what, you know, they, were. what, they, what they used to be. Right. I yeah. agree with you on that. The 996s are kind of growing, growing back on me. I've had two of them and uh, I'd love to have another one for sure. It's a good car. Yeah, I I loved mine, man. I still sad I had to get rid of it, but well, progress. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Progress. Thank you for listening to So You Think Your Car Is Fast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. We also want to thank Redenzo Radar. Visit redenzo.com/bht. We also want to thank Evo Spec and Forced Performance.